0: This is Arab Talk on KPOO San Francisco, 89.5 FM. This is Arab Talk with Justin Jamal.
1: I'm Jess Nam. And this is Jamal Dajani.
0: Jamal, we have uh, a great show today. There's a lot to cover. I mean, we're going to focus on the first uh, segment of the show today. We're going to focus on the increasing bigoted, Islamophobic, and hateful Uh, reporting that's coming out of Fox News. Recently, Judge Jeannie Pirro, who appears nightly on the Fox News Network, made uh, an astonishing and outrageous comment about Representative Ilhan Omar, where she said and implied that because Ilhan Omar wore hijab, that her allegiance was not to the Constitution, but rather her allegiance was to, to the Quran and Sharia law basically implying that anybody who wears any kind of religious clothing out of, you know, respect or out of humility, and and, uh, presumably that would mean that, you know, Christians like nuns who wear garments over their head, or people of the Jewish faith who wear coverings on their head, uh, are also subject to this attack. And she implied that, Ilhan Omar, a congresswoman duly elected, is probably cannot be loyal to the Constitution. It was really kind of a new, in my opinion, among all the low points of Fox News. This and, was a new low point. And
1: we're going to talk about her. We're going to listen to also to her own words and also to uh, the other bigot on Fox News. Well, there and are many, many there but we're just many. going to talk about two today. And we're going to talk about... Uh, uh, Carlson, uh, oh, Tucker Tuck, Carson. Tucker Carlson, Yeah. Uh, later on. And we have their sound bites. But here is some trivia and it's a actually a sad trivia about uh, Judge Jeanine Biro. So I don't know if you know if you knew, if you knew that, but uh, uh, Judge Biro is uh, originally her family is from Lebanon. She's Lebanese American. No, I didn't know that. Okay, so so you didn't know that it's actually her last name is Faris.
0: Oh, Ferris! Yeah,
1: Ferris. This is her last name, and she is Lebanese American. Uh, of course, she was born in Upstate New York, but uh, her father is from Lebanon, and he was an RV salesman. So I want to first play a something of her Omar soundbite. Omar a
2: hijab, which, according to the Quran, thirty-three. Uh, colon 59, tells women to cover so they won't get molested. Is her adherence to this Islamic doctrine indicative of her adherence to Sharia law, which in mm. itself is antithetical to the United States Constitution?
1: This is one. So, of course, there were other yeah. statements. So I, I want us to listen to other statements. This is the one that's the most played now about uh, We need to Representative Hennel.
2: We need to kill them, the radical Muslim terrorists hell-bent on killing us. You're in danger. I'm in danger. We're at war, and this is not going to stop. So here's the no incitement. So she's saying I'm talking kill Muslims. You, there will be efforts to limit our First Amendment, our free speech, to comply with Sharia She's been blasphemy inciting laws, against Muslims for 40 years, death, Jess. To those who slander the Prophet Muhammad. And when they want to shut us up, they call us Islamophobes. I've told you that you need to be afraid because they are coming for you.
1: The fear mongering. ISIS assault,
2: the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria signals the beginning of the reverse crusade. They are coming for us. To them, we are are the infidels. My resolution? Airstrikes bomb them bomb them bomb them them. keep bombing them bomb them again and again this is I don't care how long it takes a whole collection That same FBI interviewed Mateen the Orlando shooter three times Batine told them that his anti American comments were simply a response to what he perceived as anti Muslim comments. Okay. He was turning the tables on us.
1: Anyway, this was a sampling of uh, some of her most recent rants. She's been doing it for years. Uh, again, you know, sadly, she's the Lebanese American. She's been but on she, Fox News. She doesn't
0: identify as Lebanese No, she doesn't. Uh, the, I mean, this is she, something, she, you we, know, we the name
1: Piro is this is her husband's, um, you know, family name. Uh, yeah, But it doesn't matter because you also have uh, another Lebanese American uh, who calls herself a uh, Last name Gabrielle, and she's actually the last name is Kahwaji, which means coffee maker. She changed that, and it's she's always paraded by, uh, surrogates of APAC to basically uh, t- trash Muslims in this country and Arab but, Americans. But
0: I want to just say a few things about what Judge uh, Piro, Judge Ferris. I mean, there has been an amplification and there has been kind of a a a call out to the members of the audience of the Fox network to bomb Muslims, to kill Muslims, to go after Muslims uh, because they're coming after you. So you're right, Jamal. This is an incitement to hurt, kill and maim people. I mean, she's basically giving the green light to. Fox listeners and whomever else is listening that she gives her blessing, her okay, to basically inflict great bodily harm. The second thing that she's doing, she's equating what is happening in Iraq and uh, Syria with the Islamic State in the Levant. She's equating uh, that community with Muslims all over the world. So including Americans, including American Muslims. Right. So there's this false equivalency that all Muslims are basically ISIS sympathizers, and Jamal, let's let let us look at who uh, Judge Jean Ferris Piro is. She has a nightly hour on the Fox News network, Jamal. She has a platform for millions of people on what is considered mainstream media, and this level of hate, this level of hate mongering and fear mongering occurs every single night. It's it's very
1: disturbing. And I want to come back to her because also uh, I wanted to play then what she the, said about uh, Ilhan. Well, no, no, we played that first. Yeah, what yeah. She said about Ilhan. But also now I want to move on to because I want to talk, I mean, about Fox and their history of Islamophobia, racism against Arabs and, and, and of course in this country and immigrants and minorities. But also, um, you know, they have a pattern. And the, the question is, Jess, and we've seen kind of the downfall of some of their most uh, vocal critics, like before Sean Hannity, who was the star there? It was Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly. So O'Reilly downfall did not come because of his daily attacks against Muslims no. and racism. No. It, it, it was because he got caught more than once with sexual harassment uh, at the station, uh, you know, uh, and was accused by employees. Roger Ailes, another one, it's another one. Di- but when it comes to racism and Islamophobia, when it comes also and then we can also talk about other shows uh, when it comes to that, they both have jobs. Carlson, Tucker Carlson is acting now like as if he is the victim. If you heard him, he was saying, oh, I'm I'm being harangued by the media and phone calls after something came up because something I've said about 10 years ago. Well, so what they go after people for sexual harassment that went on for more than 20 years or the Vatican is under fire because of all the uh, rapes and and things like this for many, many years as they should. So so he's as they should. So he's now acting as the victim. And again, he has a history and this is actually uh, very uh, strong words here that we are going to be playing. But these are his words. Uh, Tucker Carlson who has a nightly show who has a nightly show on Fox on the Fox News Network but I have to say again we've heard the Rock of, is a, crappy heard a place filled with a bunch of you know yeah. semi-literate primitive Barry,
0: monkeys. Ba- but I just have zero sympathy for them or their culture a culture where people just don't use toilet paper or forks hey, gonna,
2: I, I, <laughs> and the way they treat women you know I, I agree with you their, their culture is, is but you're in their homeland and you're over there as an American who they hate, and they want nothing more than the Americans off of their soil, so they're yeah, not going to play games. Yeah, I mean,
0: they can just shut the fuck up and obey, is my view. <laughs> How could you salvage Iraq at this point? I don't, you know, it's beyond our control. I mean, if somehow the Iraqis decided to behave like
2: human beings or something.
0: He, he'd need to say, look, I'm a bigot, okay? I'm a bigot. I don't like Islamic extremists. Like, if you are... Really heavily into Islam, I really I, I'm sorry, I just don't I don't care for you that much. And I don't care what that sounds like. You can call me a racist, you can come me whatever the fuck you want. Okay, you are a racist. So you, Tucker a of- you certainly could. I'd vote for you if you said that. You know, white men have, you know, they've contributed some, I would say, like creating civilization and stuff. I think they've done a pretty, I don't know, whatever. Uh, Obama would kick your ass playing basketball. Yeah, well, of course he would. <laughs> play basketball. Come he, on. He's black, saying it. He's a real brother. <laughs> I don't know how black he is.
2: How is he black, for one thing? He has one white parent, one black parent. So that makes him, why isn't he white? There's some really
1: good... So anyway, you can listen to Tucker Carlson. There is a whole now recording. I'll put it online when we post our show online on SoundCloud. A link to it, uh, Jess. But But in like five minutes, less than five minutes, he, uh, you know, calls Iraqis monkeys and uncivilized. They can't use a fork. They don't have toilets, a toilet paper. He also has a whole rant about women, including a, uh, a minor. He goes after African Americans, including Barack Obama. Right. I mean, this guy, is a major racist and he is proud of it. He brags about it. No, and he, he says, Jamal, let's, let's be clear
0: about what he says on the clip that you be, you played. He says, call me a bigot. I don't care. Being proud of it. Proud of being a bigot. And yet he, like Judge Pirro on Fox News, is given free access. Well, maybe not free, but is given access one hour every single day on a major... Uh, a news network that is distributed to tens of millions of people every single night. So my question to you, Jamal, is, uh, is this a number one, is this a double standard? I mean, number one, here you have uh, two uh, major, uh, you know, major figures in the Fox News Network on a regular basis who are spewing hate and incitement being paid for it, getting away with it. And so my question to you is that, is this a double
1: standard? And, um, you know, what's going on at Fox? I mean, obviously, it is a major double standard. And that's why when I was talking about the firing of uh, O'Reilly, O'Reilly, before, you know, uh, Tucker Carlson came to the scene, even before Sean Hannity, right, he has been for years attacking Arab and Muslims and going after them. And no one raised a finger. Never. He never apologized, including, by the way, while he was going through all his sexual harassment, he fought it to the last minute until he couldn't fight it anymore because the evidence was piling overwhelming. Up, and it was recorded by one of his accusers, his right. phone conversations with her that they had to get rid of him and pay him millions of dollars. By the way, he did, you know, to finish his contract. Right. Right. And similarly, you watch, you know, Tucker Carlson day after day, night after night. He is and and, and Judge Piero. They're going after Arabs and Muslims in this country. They were going after Barack Obama because he's African American, and always they were saying Barack Hussein Obama when they used to speak about him to insinuate that he he remains uh, se- is sec- still a, se- a secret sec- secretly se- a Muslim secretly a Muslim sec- it's a big secret and again. No one said anything. They've been getting away with this for for many, many years. And now the most recent thing, because of course, with uh, Judge Piro because of Ilhan Omar and God forbid that she was able to speak and criticize the Israel lobby in this country and the work of APAC, and everyone now all of a sudden is a against her because and calling her basically an anti-Semite, which was t- totally false. But we're going to come back to that, Jamal, about uh, about
0: the attacks on Ilhan Omar. I want to go back to the implications for a minute about what it actually means that um, a TV uh, newscaster, I, I, I'm resisting using the word journalist because it's painful to call Judge Pirro, a journalist, it, it really is an opinionist or, or, or whatever you want to call her, had the audacity to say that Ilhan Omar was not faithful to the Constitution because she wears the hijab, that secretly she's faithful to Sharia law, not to the Constitution because of a, um, of, a, of, of something that she wears out of her commitment to her faith. It has nothing to do with her, uh, commitment to the Constitution, well,
1: like like the thousands of Jewish Americans oh. who wear the yamaka or nuns uh, from w- the Catholic faith.
0: So why? My question is, why isn't she attacking people of the Jewish faith who were because she's an Az-
1: Islamophobe and why she's a racist? She, and
0: why isn't she attacking nuns who wear the? Habit or habit.
1: Well, you said that the uh, the hypocrisy reeks at Fox News, but they
0: get away with it, and this is something that that uh, I want to I want to speak to because apparently, um, I don't know about Judge Piro, but apparently with Tucker Carlson, there maybe it has been with Judge uh, Piro's show also. Apparently, some of the people who have been advertising on these shows have begun to pull back on some of their advertisement dollars. And this may be why Tucker Carlson is so outraged. And, of course, we know how bigots like to act, Jamal. Once they are held to account, they want to play the victim role. And this is what Tucker Carlson is doing. I don't know what Judge Pirro is doing. But uh, Tucker Carlson is now doing that, claiming that he is somehow being victimized because he's a racist and because he's a bigot.
1: Admitted racist. Admitted.
0: He's proud. He proudly says, I'm a bigot. Call me a bigot. I'm proud of it. And now that he's held to account in some way, he's he's feeling victimized. By the way, this is the same Tucker Carlson who attacked uh, people, uh, children who were part of the school massacre in Florida and uh, attacking them for coming out, uh, you know, for, you know, thoughtful, reasonable gun control. So it's part of this larger pattern, Jamal
1: at Fox News. Well, I mean, in, in the tapes that we listened to earlier, you know, Carson makes, uh, and this was a, a, a sampling. I'll I'll post the, a link to the full, uh, again uh, sound bites uh, on our uh, website later on. But it's a sampling of uh, a series of sexist, misogynist, and cruel remarks. And uh, he also, because we didn't hear that part, he attacks a he talks about a young woman who was a, const- concert, a contestant in a 2007 Miss Teen USA competition. We didn't get to listen to that. This is from an, an unearthed uh, audio, uh, basically, and he jokes about having sex with her oh with a, basically a teenage beauty pageant co- contestant in the tapes with the host who was interviewing him. So we, they've been Media Matters, by the way, is the organization that has been unearthing uh, all these. Jamal, uh, why do you say
0: un- why do you say unearthing? You know, I, th- th- this is why Well, because I, well, this is why we have short memory in this country. Uh, exactly. And so are we to say that just because he said it 10 years ago that. Well, this is what he's. He this is what he should be held accountable.
1: Is, this is what he's claiming. And of course, we know that the, the GOP went uh, like crazy after, uh, you know, Bill Clinton for all his actions from many, many years before before Lewinsky. Right. Right. So we know it doesn't matter when you have these heinous uh, acts of racism and misogyny and rape and what have you. You're not going to get a free pass. However, Tucker Carlson feels that he should get a free pass because it was few years ago. Uh, Tucker.
0: Well, I have breaking news for Tucker Carlson. There's no statute of limitations on hate. There's no statute of limitations on racism and there's no statute of limitations on misogyny. And
1: here's another trivia about Tucker Carlson. Just like I gave it for our listeners who are listening before when we talked about uh, Janine Pirro. Sadly, she's the daughter of Nasser Farris who's Lebanese who's a Lebanese immigrant. She was born in New York. So she's Lebanese American, the daughter of Nasser Ferris, who was an RV salesman in upstate New York. The other trivia about Tucker Carlson. Yeah, is that he was born in San Francisco. Tucker right Paulson here, where we're Suffer- yes, right oh, where we are broadcasting. Sadly, that is sad. Sadly, again, he is from the originally from the Bay Area. He was born here. Later on, his father moved to La Jolla, so he he grew up in a very wealthy community, very very wealthy community of La Jolla in uh, you know southern uh, California. But he actually was born here, and his dad. Uh, when he moved there, uh, this was his stepmom. He ma- he married the daughter, of or the heiress, I should say, of the Swanson food family. So he okay. comes from a lot of wealth. You know. Okay, and privilege, and privilege. So he, but bel- then he thinks Iraqis are monkeys. Right. And that and that women can be raped and women that can can be ra- raped sexually and assaulted attacked African-Americans max them and so on. And he's still on. He still has a show. So my 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 my
0: question, Jamal, is why isn't the FBI uh, on to Janine Pirro, Judge Pirro for incitement to violence? for calling for the bombing and the killing of Muslims.
1: Well, well, this is the trick because she's smart. She doesn't. She didn't call for the killing of Muslims in this country, so she was insinuating. uh, You know, she was calling for the bombing of Iraqis calling for the bombing of ISIS in Iraq and in Syria and of course in the Middle East because they're evil and so on. But we know for a fact that whenever we are engaged in a conflict against whether Arab countries, Muslim countries, Muslim Americans get targeted in this country. So she was in in, in the way, you know, she was attacking, you know, Muslims there. She knew that this has a repercussion because, you know, she's an intelligent supposedly lady. She went to law school. She knows the power of her words. She knows the power of Uh, you know, incitement and she was inciting and then she took it a step further because she she has never applied this language against any uh, congressman or congresswoman with the first uh, Muslim uh, female Muslim woman and, and Somali refugee who happens also to be African. You know, she puts it all together and she thought that was a great target for her for her audience of those who are racist against Africans and African Americans, people of color, racist against Muslims and so on. So that was to her an easy target to basically hitch her wagon to that whole movement of Islamophobia and hitch her wagon to those who were calling Ilhan Omar an anti-Semite. Right. So and also criticizing Israel. So she she became now the defender of the state of Israel.
0: Well, Jamal, that's a good segue for the next uh, segment here that I want to bring up. Yes, Jeanine Pirro, Tucker Carlson, Fox News, the Democrats the establishment uh, in Washington have all come to the defense of Israel because of the audacity of Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, having the audacity to question the power of the APAC lobby in terms of its mission and whether or not it actually serves the United States. There was, as we have reported here, a, an eruption of attacks on Ilhan Omar. Uh, You know, there were uh, accusations of Mm anti-Semitism and racism. But look at what happened this week from the prime minister of Israel, Jamal. So if we want to talk about hate and racism and bigotry, let's look at what Benjamin Netanyahu said this week. Oh, I
1: I haven't seen uh, (laughs) Chuck Schumer. I haven't (laughs) seen all these congressmen and congresswomen. Where is Fox News attacking? Uh, Benjamin Netany- Benjamin Netanyahu basically for let's and
0: Benjamin Netanyahu and we'll, we'll says that the state of Israel is for Jews only. So Benjamin Netanyahu have a little breaking news for you. You may not have realized this, but more than twenty five percent of the citizens of the state of Israel are not Jewish. They happen to be Muslim. They happen to be Christian. They happen to be atheist. They happen to be Baha'i faith. They happen to be of multiple faiths. So here we are going down and, uh, undying support for the quote state of Israel when the state of Israel, its leader comes out and says Israel is a state. For the Jewish people only, which is on its face racist,
1: exclusionary. And we haven't a heard a single condemnation well, from these but, uh, but Congress Jamal, people. But Jamal, that's my my question to you. Uh, and he he took it bas- basically. I just want to add to it. He uh, took course, it further. He took it further. You know, number one, of course, they passed the law, which now the entire universe, not the entire world. They know about this law, the nation state law, that this is a state for the Jewish people. Only it's in the books, which is basically not any different than uh, Jim Crow. Basically, no, this is what it's it says it's actually worse than Jim. And, Crow. And so, so what they've been talking about for the past six decades or more, they've codified it by now having it as a law. So then, uh, because of the elections now, and uh, same story, Benjamin Netanyahu is appealing to his base, which is comprised of mostly settlers, eight hundred thousand plus illegal settlers living in in uh, in the in in the West Bank on Palestinian, stolen Palestinian land. He took it further. So this is from something he said a couple of days ago. Again, Benjamin Netanyahu, A.K.A. Mikowitski Benjamin Mikowitski. This is the fam. His family name. His father immigrated from Poland. And this is what he said. He said because he's now attacking uh, Palestinians or or what Israel refers to as Arab Israelis. He's attacking them because they've been criticizing his law, including, by the way, the Druze uh, who were shocked. Because they thought they were loyal servants to the state. They serve in the military. They serve the military. And I guess they're not citizens. So he's coming under a lot of criticism and he's basically telling them to Arabs have twenty two countries, they should move to the Arab countries. So he's saying Arab citizens, meaning of course Palestinians, have twenty-two nation states around them and they do not need another one. So they do not need a Palestinian state. This is someone whose father immigrated from Poland basically so jamal saying it- to the indigenous palestinians who lived there for centuries that they should leave so so he's just he cannot be more specific than this than even passing the law than any kind of hint or insinuation that he's making it clear that if you're not jewish you're gone you're not welcome you're not welcome in here. the state you're not an equal citizen you're
0: not an equal citizen you're not welcome here but Let's go back to this, Jamal, when Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of the state of Israel, comes out and makes such a a bigoted, hateful, racist statement, basically condemning more than 25 percent of the citizens of the state of Israel to not even any status, that they're not even welcome, that they need to leave. And there's not a peep from the Congress the, um, I mean, they spent weeks. Def- Israel is our friend. Israel is our strongest. Which, by ally. the way,
1: we're around the corner from APEC conference in Washington, D.C. Right. And it will be very interesting to see all these surrogates at the U.S. All Congress each other. falling and fawning over APEC and the state of Israel. But,
0: but, but, but nothing, Jamal, nothing in the media nothing on radio, nothing on TV, nothing even on what we would call progressive stations. And I'm going to keep calling out MSNBC for their lack of integrity and lack of reporting as the so-called progressive news network or liberal news network for completely ignoring the fact that you have the leader of, of a state. Uh, calling for racist exclusionary laws to be implemented and
1: basically, you know, saying well, not n- n- well, it's not even this. But if you actually mention this, like we're talking about it, you'll be called an anti semite exactly. They'll so, go after you. So, so if when we, you if have we
0: condemn Benjamin Netanyahu's
1: racism, we get called an anti. Yes. Semite. Yes. And this is exactly what happened to Ilhan Omar. You know, She is basically, she was, and I have to say she wasn't the first because for those who read from our listeners, and I hope you read. They do. All what you have to do is go and um, Google They Dare to Speak Out. Right. And this is the book by Congressman Finley. Congressman Finley. Right. uh, This book was written in the 80s. It, maybe earlier,
0: maybe even earlier, but I think you're right.
1: And he talks years. about his experience that when he criticized Israel, how APAC went after him with vengeance and basically got that, rid of him. Well, it's
0: interesting that you bring that up, Jamal, because I just read a report today. Now, Congresswoman Omar has been in her position for two months and already the Jewish Community Relations Council in Minnesota is looking for people to primary her. Primary her means finding a Democrat the challenger. to challenge her in one of the most progressive districts in the entire United States because she had the courage. I'm not even going to say the audacity anymore. She had the courage to question the role of unlimited funding of, of that AIPAC uses to support their strategic interests. And basically what Ilhan Omar is saying, Jamal, and ev- it's everything that we have been saying forever, is why can't we in the United States have a discussion about the role of AIPAC and the strategic relationship with Israel and whether or not it really suits the United States' interests? Why can't we talk about it? And when she says that, when Congresswoman Omar says that, she gets labeled as an anti-Semite. She gets labeled by Judge uh, Jeanine Pirro as uh, not being loyal to the Constitution, as being a secret adherent to Sharia law. This is what you get, Jamal. And this is why what Ilhan Omar is doing and what Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib are doing in Congress right now is so important and so valuable. You're listening to KPOO in San Francisco. We're at 89.5 FM this is Arab Talk with Justin Jamal. We're streaming live on Facebook Live at Jamal Dajani 2. You can listen to us at 89.5 FM. We're also streaming live on the KPO website where you can stream us anywhere in the world at kpoo.com. So, Jamal, Benjamin Netanyahu, not a peep.
1: Can, let me let me just say something and, and let me no, just add I just, say just few few things okay. because this will add to the understanding of uh, about this uh, policy of uh, giving Israel basically a wink and a nod a free pass when it comes to abusing Palestinian rights when it comes to establishing its apartheid policies all over, when it comes to its occupation, when it comes to violating the Fort Geneva Convention and transferring its population into occupied territories like the 800,000 plus settler. But recently, they were given an additional pass. Well, we know about, of course, the extra gift that uh, the Trump administration gave them by recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. But something that has not been covered too much. the news uh, just officially. This is an official. The State Department has removed the word occupation. I saw that from Israel's occupation of the Golan Heights. And of course, that also applies to the West Bank and they moved it into Israeli control. So now, The State Department, which for decades referred to the Golan Heights as occupied by Israel and and has never not only the United States, the United Nations and the international community. This is a precursor, right? They're giving them the green light. Just two days ago, the State Department, they've given an order to remove the word occupation from the Golan Heights and to refer to the Golan Heights or the Syrian occupied Golan Heights as Israeli controlled territory. Unbelievable, Jamal. So so when we talk about even in the midst of this awakening, which I, right. I think also this is going to backlash against those surrogates of Israel in Congress, because even this whole thing and including the attacks and the unjust attacks against Ilhan Omar, it's going to come back, uh, you know, to haunt them. That even during all of this, they violate all international law standards. They violate the Geneva, for Geneva Convention. They violate all the resolutions that you have at the United Nations. And say, look, almost on this is this is not occupied anymore. So so they're giving basically a wink and a nod, you know, to Israel to basically annex, which it uh, did annex it, but to basically. Well, what they're trying recognizing to, what they're,
0: what they're trying to ju- is, do is it's Jama- annexation, right? They're paving the way for Israel to announce an annexation of their, of the illegal occupation of the Golan Heights, which is just a half a step away from, uh, recognizing the illegal occupation of Palestinian land. By the way, last week they also closed, or maybe it was the week before the, the, the American consulate uh, office in Jerusalem for Palestinians that also got closed. So Palestinians had a place to go to in Jerusalem if they needed to find an address. Which, By
1: the way, that consulate was open something like in 1870 something. 1870. Yeah. Right. Yeah. During uh, the Ottoman Empire and visas issued to Palestinian immigrants or uh, people in from that area, including people who lived in Jordan. They used to come to Jerusalem, right? Well, many people don't know that the first consulate in Jerusalem was inside the old city, right? Not the one that they they closed in the Mamilla. So the first one that they've had there was right inside of Jaffa Gate, wow. right there in the old city. And this was during that period. And then it moved. To uh, the Memela one, and then later on, in uh, after 1948, they opened another one uh, on Nablus Road by the Y M C A in the eastern part. So they had two buildings, and then of course the one that they've had uh, in uh, uh, the one that they closed was open since the British mandate. That's right. And uh, and now, so my question: Where,
0: where where do so Jamal? Where do Palestinians go now if they want to get their visas?
1: Well, they'll have to go to the uh, to the uh, um, U.S., which is now the U.S. official U.S. Embassy in in uh, Jerusalem.
0: But how are they going to get there if they're not allowed to
1: come well, in? Well, that's the problem for the ones uh, that this is. This is the problem for the ones uh, in uh, who are not permitted. Palestinian to Americans who live in Ramallah, Nablus, etc.
0: who want to come in and who are
1: not allowed to enter right. Jerusalem. They cannot. So I heard this is has not been confirmed. They might be able to do that through the Canadian mission in Ramallah. So they'll have like I guess, a gas representative uh, that they'll go to. So they'll bring their passports but, and so forth. But, but, but Jam- officially this has been closed.
0: But Jamal, isn't this part of a larger picture? Um, hypocrisy doesn't cover it anymore when we use that word to describe it the the level of abuse that Ilhan Omar took, from just saying why can't we have a discussion about U.S. foreign policy, she was viciously attacked. Yes, she was. By, I mean, and and you know what people are say, what people love to say, Israel is the only issue that is nonpartisan. Jamal.
1: Well. <laughs> It's I, have a worse, issue. I have a worse <laughs> statement. Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East, and that's why we support Israel. This is the argument. I mean, really, what more do you need than the Prime Minister of Israel telling you, straight, outright, straight up, that this is a state for the Jews? If you're not Jewish, you don't belong there. That what kind of democracy H- is that? You know, how much do you need? <laughs> how much evidence? Even. The under apartheid uh, South Africa, the Afrikaners, never made that kind of blatant statement. They worked that they, way, they, but they tried they never to made... whitewash it. Right. And Israel has been whitewashing, pinkwashing its crimes, etc., for decades. But now they're just outright because they feel emboldened. The Israeli government under Netanyahu and seeing uh, Donald Trump in the White House, they feel emboldened to tell you, no, this is the state. For the Jews only. Arabs have 22 countries states to go to, t- or t- 22 countries to go to.
0: So um, you might think, Jamal, that after a statement from a leader of a country, would that is so racially uh, divisive and uh, you know racist and immoral and, and 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 kind of exclusionary, if it were coming from Uh, President Macron in France, if President Macron in France said only Christians are welcomed in the state of France, what what would happen?
1: I mean, there would I wouldn't use uh, President Macron because he's also violates the French uh, freedom of speech, by the way, by also now coming with laws which will penalize criticism of or 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 a criticism of the state of Israel, but also which conflates anti Zionism with with anti Semitism. Okay, so, so Macron let's, I would I would say he's a bad example. Okay, then how and m- and which by the way, just just quickly to say, I mean you know, more broadly You know, this is when it comes to the uh, villainizing, I guess, critics uh, with uh, the false claims of anti Semitism. uh, You know, this is happening in this country when you have the pro Israel lobbying groups, considerable political influence, which they deny has even pushed Congress to push bills, punishing Americans who support Palestinian rights around, as you, uh, we've talked about it in the past, around Quite half of all the states have already have such BD laws.
0: Anti-BDS laws, right.
1: France as- leads the way in the vilification of the anti-BDS movement. Okay, so I take back And my th- into the conflating ZI- uh, uh, Zionism with Judaism, and then, of course, accusing people who criticize okay. the Zionists as being I, anti-Semitic. I take
0: the example of Emmanuel Macron back. What about Prime Minister Theresa May of the United Kingdom coming out and saying the United Kingdom
1: is only for people who are Christian? Well, they can. I mean, we know, including in this country, in this country, well you man. have the separation of church right I, I, I don't know it doesn't it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean people follow any- it uh, you know listening to some of these uh, evangelists uh, in, in Congress I'm not sure and the attacks on ilhan Omar, and by the way, this is not a coincidence no this is not attacking her because she's like the first person to criticize Israel or to, cri- to criticize APAC or criticize the excessive financial us us aid to Israel when it com- when you compare it to the rest of the world. But I believe the fact that she is Muslim, the fact that she She's is African and the fact that she is woman, the fact that she is from Somo- Somalia. It just brought the worst out of these bigots. Well, it's the to same target her thing. right because they thought, you know, they're playing to their audience. They're getting they're getting all the praises and the claps from their audience. This is what when we talk about, uh, you know, uh, Janine Pirro. She's not talking to you and me. She's talking well, to she her actually, bigoted. Act- I, think bigoted. She, she's, she, I think she is talking to she, Well, she's attacking <laughs> us. <laughs> she's attacking us. I think us. she is talking to she's us. At the, but she's not talking to us. She's attacking us. But she's talking to her audience of bigots and Islamophobes. And she works for a network that gives her a carte blanche to do do so. Well,
0: I'm just hoping that the FBI will take some of her comments, uh, you know, much more seriously. Jamal, we only have a few more minutes left and uh, I want to bring up something that's kind of on the horizon for us to think about. Today, uh, Pitzer College, which is one of the Claremont colleges uh, down in SoCal is uh, taking a vote today. And it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens. Uh, You know, Claremont colleges are among the more progressive. It's a progressive group of colleges in the Claremont College system. And for years, they've had a uh, program of study abroad. The study abroad program in Israel, I put that in quotes, allowed students to travel and uh, go to, you know, the 48 side to go to Israel and study abroad, but didn't allow them to go to Palestinian universities or Palestinian colleges and, and study abroad. Well, the faculty are taking a vote today, and they're taking a vote that basically says this exclusion of the study abroad program that doesn't allow equal access of students to all universities in historic Palestine. Unless there's equality and equity among all universities in historic Palestine, they're going to vote today to basically cancel that study abroad program because of its racist exclusionary uh, stance towards the study abroad. That vote is going to happen today, Jamal. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. Because what has been happening in the academy, we know, has been a very strong push for condemning academics who have had uh, 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 who have
1: supported the BDS. Well, I mean, look at all the hell that Dr. Rabab Abdulhadi. Uh, has been put. Professor uh, Hatem bezian who we had uh, last we week. had last week, but uh, I'm mentioning Dr. Rabab Abdelhadi because she also has a an MOU or memorandum of understanding exactly. with An Najah University In Palestine. to bring students from San Francisco State University to go to and they give her hell and she comes under attack. And letters and emails targeting the San Francisco State University administration, telling them that uh, she's taking students to a terrorist university. You know, An Najah, one of the uh, it's a premier, premium, yeah, it's a basically pre- yeah. uh, it's Palestinian a universities. University. They just go to An Najah and Birzeit, basically, an Al Quds yeah. universities,
0: yeah, uh, which are really outstanding. Which are really,
1: yeah, they have medical schools, they have engineering schools, and so forth. So so obviously there is a uh, systematic plan just to kind of vilify academics from having any kind of exchanges with Palestinians well here and abroad. That's exactly right, Jamal. And so that's why I think
0: this vote at uh, Pitzer College is going to be very, very interesting. and. Um, you know we'll be b- we'll be reporting on it i'm sure as uh, as
1: time goes i on. thought when you went to, when you started talking about colleges i thought you were going to talk That's about next all point. the wasta american wasta so for our what, listeners what, what's wasta jamal they, they, uh, for our listeners who know arabic wasta is basically having a connection This is you beyond know, a to, connection jamal so this is i call it the american wasta no, because no, people I, I, I people who this know this not- word they try to say oh in the middle east you need a wasta to uh, get you know a to passport should to you to do this, but this is bigger. This is this worse. makes WASTA a very benign thing, it's it's a whole industry. And who's behind it? This guy Singer was his yeah, first Singer. name, yeah. Singer, I think Marty Singer, yeah. Marty Singer. Singer, so you have this huge WASTA, but, man. But, but let's look getting at getting the children of the famous and rich into premier colleges when these guys probably wouldn't get admittance at a city local, local, maybe city college. Well, let's not let's not not that. Not that. But I'm just saying grade wise, grade wise, let's um, not throw dispersion. No, no, no. But but, you know, money talks. They're paying a lot of money. But this is different. And and taking the seats exactly from uh, students, hard working students, a students who get denied because they basically occupy their seats. Yeah, in this schools. guy, this guy, Martin Singer. T- my dad didn't know, didn't pay my, you know, when I went to college, your father <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they didn't have a connection with him or the no, money no. to get us into college.
0: There, There isn't the Ganem uh, wing of the medical school at the University of Michigan. No, this, this uh, did not happen. Well, Jamal, this is this is different than 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 any other kind of illegal scam that we've ever seen. Because what this and guy this is the tip of the iceberg. It by is the way. The tip, what what Marty Singer did basically over the course of four years, three years, four years is basically take twenty five million dollars from extremely wealthy people and got uh, people to take the SAT score for their kids. Got paid off coaches, paid off coaches to give kids with no athletic ability seats and admission seats on athletic teams. Um, I mean, the, the level of depravity, the level of illegality, the level of entitlement with these families to think that they could do this is an extension, Jamal, of the already well-known uh, technique of donating millions of dollars to a university, aka uh, a Kushner's father, who donated to Harvard to get Jared
1: Kushner. That's right, do- two and a half million dollars. Now we know that his father paid Harvard
0: two and a half million dollars
1: to get him admitted there. Well, of course, they don't say this was to get him admitted there, but it coincided with his admission, with his admission. (laughs) I mean, the father had never given money to Harvard. And we know, of course, Donald Trump has uh, sued uh, his university and his high school He has a uh, a, a private high school, basically uh, his college uh, and putting them on notice that they'll be sued if they released his grades.
0: Well, this is part of, you know, when when people get angry at uh, entitled people, entitled rich people for whatever reason, trillion dollar tax breaks, um, taking advantage of the system i call it
1: american wasta it, it you makes, don't like that but this is but Jamal, ladies beyond, and gentlemen no it is as i said it, it has exceeded the wasta oh my god this is but this is the american wasta for those who argue which is a sad way that you come and you work hard here this is how you make it here and that's this still applies and it's true you have to work very hard here especially as an immigrant but then there are those who have the Wasta who get in, they get jobs and they get admittance in colleges right. and but I think you're Hollywood right. actors right. and but I, and I think, so on. But I think you're
0: right about one thing, Jamal. We have already in the last 24 hours two class action lawsuits by students. I think a couple of students from Stanford who are
1: suing. Yes. Saying two things. Imagine. Imagine. Uh, you, you know for one particular class, they take 200 students and you number 201. You're not going to get in. And you're number 201 because of your work, and then they allowed five people ahead of you because they had the Wasta. Yeah, exactly. Well, these,
0: these uh, students at Stanford are saying a couple of interesting things. They're, they're justified saying, in suing. Yeah, well, they're already at Stanford, but what they're saying is that the value of their education has been diminished by this illegality of letting people come in because they're paying through the side door to get in somehow. So how many more
1: than the famous now? We just see singer who, who was the guy behind it, right? And then the two famous actor actors. Yeah, actresses. Huffman
0: uh, Felicity Huffman
1: and uh, Lachlan from uh, Full House. Yeah, that's because they have name recognition. But you right. know, you have hundreds of others. Who we don't know about.
0: It's it's probably thousands. And and kind of sadly, if you look at the daughter of uh, one of the actresses who got into USC through the side door, when they tried to find her, she was on a boat in the Bahamas and the boat happened to be of the president of the trustees Uh of USC.
1: So instead of (laughs) instead of being at school, I don't know, maybe I saw I didn't see this one, but I saw one who was admitting, uh, I guess, on Facebook or one of her social media uh, sites saying, you know, I'm not a good student. I'm a party girl, blah, blah, blah. And then again, she got on a academic uh, scholarship. Well, go. And-
0: go figure. We're going to be following all these stories. Hey, thank you for listening to
1: us. You've been listening to Arab talk. On KPOO, San Francisco, eighty-nine point five. And don't forget FM. to follow us uh, right on iTunes and go to our ArabTalkRadio.com so you could sign up to all of to all, all, all of, of our, our podcasts, archives. Basically. Okay, we'll see you next
0: week.